How many ever been driving, going to some place? Maybe you're like me and you time what you're supposed to be doing down to the very second. Anybody else like that? Oh, yeah. oh a lot of people. Amen. We got to get better. Amen. Amen. <laughs> we got to get better, but there's nothing, nothing wrong with being early to some place. Amen. Amen. But uh, so when you're driving and you're on time, like I, I set going to work like to the very minute. And how many know when things happen, it takes us on a different course and then we got to, hey, I'm going to be running a little late because what I had planned didn't go the way I had it to didn't go the way I had it planned, amen? And so you're driving, maybe you're driving and you see a whole bunch of traffic and you're like, oh, here we go again, traffic. But we already planned for traffic. We already planned for a little bit of traffic. But then we get to, to where the traffic is and, 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 and a policeman wave you to the side and tell you, you got to exit right here. And you're like, no, nah, I can't exit right here. I got my, I got to go this way. And so we're trying to go past him, and he like, no, go this way. We're like, man, okay. So we go this way, and then we drive a little faster. And how many know somebody else was driving a little faster, and they popped a tire? And so now you got to, and now they flagging you down. They standing in the middle of the road, so you got to stop. And it's like, can you help me? And you're like, I got to get to work. I got somewhere to be. But how many know we, we're not rude people sometimes, amen? Or... If you're like some people, you can use that as an excuse to why you was late. I had to help somebody, amen? And so you go and you're like, man, I, 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 I had a plan to get to this place at a certain time, but the detours will take you away from, from what you originally had planned, amen? And how many know that God has detours himself, amen? God has detours in our lives. We come, to, we come to Christ, and, and, and the first thing we do is we say, you know what, God is, God is doing something in my life. God wants me to do something amazing. Some people may, may feel like they're called to preach the gospel. Some people may feel like they're just called to come to church. Some people may feel like they're called to, to stay in that place but to win souls. Amen. We all have something that we're called to do. Amen. God has given us all something that we're, we're supposed to be doing. Amen. And so when we think about that, how many know it would be awesome if, if we got saved and then the next day God just put us right where he wanted us to be and, and, and just got us and, and was like, hey, you're supposed to be preaching, so you go preach and I'm going to give you everything you need to, to be a pastor. That would be awesome, right? But how many know that's not how it works? How many know God has to build us up? God has to mature us. God has to get us to the place to where we can say, you know what? God, I trust you. God, you've taken me way off the path on where I, I was supposed, where I had planned. The plans that I had for my life, you've taken me way off course. And I, and I think about that and I think about me and my wife when we first met each other. When I first saw her, I said, that's going to be my wife. But how many know detours take you on a whole different path? And so you going and we're hanging out and then she, you know, was like, hey, I'm pregnant. I was like, you are? It's like, yeah. It's like, amen. 
you know. This was before we were saved, amen? Before we was married, all those good things, you know? And so you're thinking about those things, and you're like, man, okay. What do I do now? And then you have all these plans to be a, a great dad, to be a great husband, to be all these different things, and, and things in life change that destiny for me because I, I, me and my father didn't have the best relationship. And so I was like, man, you know what? I want to have the best relationship I can with this kid. And when he was born, and as things happened, my relationship between me and him didn't go well. I wasn't there. But listen, God was doing something. God was doing something. And, and when you think about detour, sometimes you think that because you go through certain things that God isn't moving. Listen, God is moving. God is doing something. And so... Through that time, we, we end up separating and not talking for a while and going back and forth off and on. And, and then she became pregnant again with Josiah. And we had that moment of not talking and not talking. And then we end up getting married a little bit later. We end up coming to Christ, end up coming to church and then coming to Christ and getting married. And Josiah was born shortly after. And, but God was doing something. And we think back all the time, it's like, man, we could have been married for a lot of years now <laughs> if we didn't take that detour. But how many know that detour did something in our lives to where we, we was able to say, you know what, when we came back together, I know that I love you with everything that I have. I know that you're the one for me. God placed you in my life for a reason. And because of that, I believe that our relationship now is, is stronger than ever because we, we went through those things. And now I'm able to say that I'm in my son's life every day and my kid's life every day because of those detours. But if I would have went and did my own thing, it, who knows what could have happened, amen? And you think about those things in life, how many know it would be easy? If we came forward, many of us have came forward to this altar right here and gave our lives to Christ. And then from that moment on, God said, there will be no more problems in your life. How many know that would be amazing? But how many know there's a, there are a lot of people who think that that's what happened as a Christian? As a Christian, you come and you give your life to Christ and then there's no more problems. Is that what the Bible says? No. The Bible says there will be tribulations, meaning you will go through things. You will have problems. You will have circumstances and situations once you give your life to Christ, even more so outside of church. Because the enemy's going to attack you, and then you got plans that God is going to take you through. Amen? All the problems that we go through are not just from the devil. Can I, can I say that tonight? God puts us in places to where we got to trust him. And a lot of times we get to that place and we say, you know what? I quit. I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign up for, for the pain that I'm going through. I didn't sign up for all these different things. I thought that when I came to Christ, I was going to be with him and I was going to know him and, and everything was going to be great. Amen? But that's not the case. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, not of thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God knows what he's doing in our lives. Amen. 
Turn into your Bibles to Genesis chapter 37. And as we're turning there, I just want to give you the definition of a detour. And if you didn't get the title of my message, it was God's detours. Amen? In our lives. A detour is a deviation from the direct course or unusual procedure, especially a long or roundabout way, temporarily replacing part of the route. Amen? So let's look at Genesis chapter 37, starting in verse 1. It says, Now Jacob lived in a land where his father had, had lived as a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the records of the generation of Jacob. Joseph was 17 years old when pastoring the flock with his brothers. And while he was still a youth, along with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his other sons because he was the son of, of his old age and he had made him a multicolored tunic and his brothers saw that his father loved him more than all his brothers. And so they hated him and could not speak to him on friendly terms. For Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers, they hated him even more. And he said to them, please listen to this dream, which I have had. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaves stood up, and also the remainders, the remain, the remain standing, and behold, your sheaves gathered around and bowed down to my sheaves. And his brothers said to him, are you actually gonna reign over us? And are you really going to rule over us? And so they hated him even more for his dreams, for his words. And then he had, then he had yet another dream and informed his brothers of it and said, behold, I've had yet another dream and behold the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. And he also told, told it to his fathers as well as his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream you have had? Am I and your mother and your brothers actually gonna bow down to the ground before you? And his brothers were jealous, was jealous of him. But his father kept the matter in mind. Lord Jesus, for the next few minutes, Lord, I just ask that you just minister to us, Lord Jesus, and that you just allow me to get your word out, Lord, the way that you have given it to me. Lord, I just thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, I love you. I give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. So when you think about this message, amen, I just want to, as we get to the goals of this message, I just want to provide an understanding that God frequently take us on, de on detours away from the path that God has put us on, amen? And our own destiny for the purpose of maturing us and equipping us to do what he has called us to do, amen? 
And the second thing I want you to know is to just encourage you, those of us who struggle with the difficult circumstances by helping, by helping us to identify God in those hard times, in those struggles. Because when we learn how to identify God in those struggles, we can lift up our hands. We can begin to come to church and praise God, even after tough situations, amen? Because a lot of times when we go through tough situations, it breaks us, and we don't know what to do, amen? And so we gotta get to those places, and, and so the first, the first point is God uses detours as a part of his design for our lives. God uses detours as a part of his design for our lives, amen? I think about a lot of guys that was in the Bible that went through detours, that went through things for a reason in order for, for their destiny to be, to, be, to be fulfilled in God, amen? They had to go through some things. And so I just want you guys to know that it's not just us going through the things, that those mighty men of God in the Bible had to go through some things, amen? And so if you're not going through some things, maybe you're not doing it right. Amen? Some of the times the detours that we go through can be our fault. And some of them can be God has placed those detours in our lives. Amen? But either way, God is going to use them. Amen? Either way, God is going to use them. Moses, if you look at uh, Numbers chapter 32, verse 13. Moses had to go through some things. He had a detour in the wilderness for 40 years. It says, and so the Lord anger burned against Israel. And he made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. Until the entire generation of those who had done evil in the sight of the Lord was destroyed. This was one of those ones where it was their fault for not doing what God had told them to do, amen? When, when you go and God tells you to do something, how many know the best thing to do is to just do it? But what do we do? We question it, we say why? God, why are you using me? How can you use me? I'm not good enough to be used. God didn't ask us for any of that, amen? God asked us to say, yes, Lord. And he'll take care of the rest. He'll, he'll equip us to do the things that we needed to do. There was no reason they needed to go to the wilderness for 40 years. They was on their way to somewhere, amen? But because they didn't listen to the things of God, they had to go through some things. And then those, those people who were promised, how many know God gives us those ifs? If you do this, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to give you what you need to, to get through everything that I have for you. If you obey me, if you follow my command, you think about, again, what we've been learning over these past few Wednesdays about being a disciple. If you do these things, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Amen. Those are the things that God is telling us when we're going through something. Listen, you're going to go through something but I'll take care of you if you just have faith in me and trust me. I'll take care of you, amen? And then you think about Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. 
Abraham had a detour for 25 years while, God, while he waited for God to give him a son. It says 12 verse 1, And now the Lord said to Abram, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. And I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you. And the ones who curse you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. And went with him. And now Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. He was 75 years old when God had given him this promise, amen? And then if you look further on in chapter 21, it says in verse 1, it says, And the Lord took note of Sarah, and he, and he had said, And the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. And so Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham, in his old age and had appointed the time in which God had spoken to him. And Abraham called the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah bore to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. And Abraham was a hundred years old when his son Isaac was born to him. And Sarah said, God has made laughter of me. Everyone who hears will laugh with me. And she said, who, who, would, have, who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son at his old age? And the, and the child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made great feasts of the day that Isaac was weaned. Amen. That was 25 years went past between those promises. How many know we, we, want, we want things right now? God, I need a healing and we want it right now. God, we need something from you right now. God, we need comfort from you right now. And how many know God is saying, just trust me. Go through the situation. I will be there with you. But I'm not going to take you out of the situation. I'm going to go through it with you. Amen. But we got to learn how to take those detours and say, you know what? I've left, I've left my home with plenty of time just in case a detour happens. So whenever a detour does happen, I can make it on time. Amen. And if I'm early, I'm a, I, can, I can use that time to spend time with God while I'm waiting outside of work to go in. Amen. Sometimes we can do that. Amen. Those are the detours that God has for us. Amen. And then you begin to, to think about other men in the Bible. The Apostle Paul. He goes three on a three-year detour in the Arabian Desert in Damascus, waiting for his ministry to resume in Galatians 1, chapter 15. It says, but when he had set me apart before I was born, who called me by his grace. Listen, how many know God has called us before we was even born? 
God knew what he was doing in our lives before we was even born. A lot of us, we come and we say, you know what? God, just use me. How many, how many want to be used by God tonight? If you want to be used by God, guess what? There are going to be some detours in your life. There are going to be some obstacles in your life. There are going to be some tough situations in your life. But how many know when we trust God, he'll see us through? Amen. And so you think about in verse 16, it says, and was pleased to reveal his son to me in order that I might preach him among the Gentiles. I did not immediately consult with anyone. Nor did I go to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went away to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. Then after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to visit Cephas and remain with him 15 days. Listen, God is calling us to do something. And sometimes he's going to, God is most of the time going to do it way different than how we do it. Amen. Or how we would think that he would do it. Amen. Some of us are going through problems right now. And are sitting in this place, smiling right now, going through a problem. And God is saying, I got them. I'm going to take care of them. Because how many know whining about a situation is going to get you absolutely nowhere? Anybody ever whined about a situation and the situation changed? Only daughters, amen? I'm just kidding, but my daughter is is very good at crying before the problem, before, before the situation happens. And it makes it that much worse to still have to give her a whooping, amen? Just to let her know that, hey, your crying isn't going to get you out of this situation, amen? Amen, as she was listening in the doorway. But amen, God is good. But listen, we, uh, we got to know that God is doing something in this place, amen? But I, I shared the story in, in Genesis 37, talking about Joseph, because that's one of, the, one of the great stories of the Bible. Because God took him through so much, it was like, God, what in the world? Why in the world would you take me through all of this? Just to, just to fulfill the promise that God had for him. God told him way in the beginning when he was 17 years old, he said, I got a plan for you. But it was because of the way he delivered that message. Listen, how many know when you tell somebody that God has something for you, they're either going to be jealous of you or they're going to be with you. Amen. And a lot of times they're going to be jealous of you. And just like you see with, with, his, with his brothers, he said, hey, one day y'all going to be bowing down to me. And they look like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Bro, we're not doing that. You the little brother. We're not bowing down to you. We'll beat you up right now. Right? And they actually did that. Amen? And so you begin to think about the things that Joseph went through to, to get to that promise that God had for him. He had to go through all sorts of kind of things. Amen? Things that we can't even imagine in our lives. Things that he couldn't even imagine getting to this promise. His promise from God was, I'm going to allow your brothers 
all of them, and your mother and father to bow down to you. But God didn't tell them the rest. Right? God didn't say, you know what, and then you're going to go to Egypt, you're going to go through all these different things, you're going to go to prison, you're going to be falsely accused, you're going to be all these different things. He didn't say, he, God didn't give him any of those details, or he probably would have kept that dream to himself, right? He probably would have kept that dream to himself, but because he was like, man, God is going to use me, and that's what we do. God is going to use me to do something amazing. We tell the world, and then the world, like, let me see. And that's what some of your friends right now are going through. Some of your friends are like, let me see. And they're waiting on you to fall. So when you fall, they're like, see? I, I knew that wasn't a good idea. I knew you shouldn't have did that. I knew. But we got to make sure that they stay in that phase for the rest of their lives. Amen? For the rest of our lives. That we take this walk that we have all the way to the grave. Amen? take the promise that God has for us all the way to the grave. And so when you think about Joseph spanning over those 13 years and enduring slavery and, and going to prison and all these different things, watch what it says in Genesis chapter 50. Verse 19 says, but Joseph said to them, do not be afraid for I am in God's place. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. So therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and your little ones so he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. How many would have did that? Somebody threw you in a ditch, sold you into slavery. Then you go into slavery and you go and you're falsely accused, you're put in prison, you're, all these things happening to you. His brothers meant it for evil. The things that we go through, when you go through a detour, I want to tell you tonight. When you go through a detour, there are two things happening at the same time. See, the devil meant it for evil. Those things that we go through, those things that, we, that, that, that the enemy has put against us, he meant them for evil. But you know what God is doing? He's saying, watch my son. Watch my daughter. I'm going to take care of them. I'm going to push them through this and watch what happened. Not only they're going to be touched, but all those people around them that's involved in that situation is going to be touched. And not only those people, but those people's children are going to be touched as well. All because of that one situation. Amen. Because God is doing something. And God is going to move in those situations. But how many know we got a choice to choose which one we're going to go with? We can say, you know what, devil, that was, that was messed up. And, and we can say, you know what, God, you didn't, you didn't protect whatever you was doing in that situation, so I'm going to walk away like so many people do. So many people walk away from God, walk away from their destiny because they had a detour in their life, because they had a problem that happened in their lives after they had given their lives to Christ. Amen? 
But when we say, you know what, God, I see what you're doing. I don't know how you're going to fix it, but I see what you're doing. And I'm going to trust you. Amen. I'm going to trust you in this situation. And God will say, you know what? I got you. And God will say, you know what? I'm not just doing it for just you. You're going through this thing for not just you. Those people that you've been praying for, they're going to begin to come to church. They're going to begin to give their lives to Christ. They're going to begin to turn to you and ask you how you had so much strength in that situation. They're going to begin to ask you, how did you make it through that situation? Somebody's going to be a product of, 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 of understanding because of that thing that you went through. I remember there was a time there was a, a lot of traffic on the way home. I think we was coming from church and there was a lot of traffic. And even the back way was messed up. How many know when the back way is messed up? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know what to do. You, so you're just sitting in the car, you're just watching people go by. And, and then there was a point where there was a right turn you could take. And there was a guy, he was getting out of the car, and he was trying to stop people before they got to this right turn. Because once you hit this right turn, you were stuck because the back way was extra messed up. And so he was trying to flag people down and people was shooting them the finger and doing all kinds of things. That's my finger, that's the church finger, amen? Amen. They was giving him the finger. And so, and so he was like, hey, stop, turn around before you get there and go back this way. But they wasn't listening and so they kept going and then they was mad and they was, they was shooting the other finger, amen? They was, you know, and, but we got to get to the place to where we listen to God when he's telling us to do something. Amen. God is trying to keep us from something. Amen. That's what a detour does. Amen. It keeps us from something. Because how many know if the detour was, was right there, they usually fixing a hole in the, in the street or something like that. And so if you decide to ignore the detours and you keep going, you're going to go and you're going to fall in that hole. You're going to fall in that ditch. And then you're going to be mad at somebody else. Because you, didn't, because you didn't listen to the warning signs that was placed in front of you. Amen? You have a detour sign and it's bright enough to where you can see it. Amen? And it's like, hey, go this way. And if you don't listen and go this way, then you're going to go this way and mess up something. Amen? And so we got to get to the place to where we're listening to what God has for us. We got to listen to the things of God when he's telling us, hey, stop right there. I need you to stop doing what you're doing and I need you to go to church. Any God ever interrupted anybody? I had plans the night I, was, I came to church and gave my life to Christ. I had plans to do different things, amen. I mean, it was even to the point to where the people that I was going out with offered to buy me drinks, and that usually never happens. I'm usually the one buying the alcohol for my friends. But that night, they was going to supply all the alcohol. But God had a detour for my life, amen? And if it wasn't for me not talking to my wife those months leading up to it and her saying, yes, I'll go to church, which I didn't understand, <laughs> Calm down. Oh, she, she, okay. Amen. And so, 
So I didn't understand her saying yes because we hadn't talked and she was very angry that night. But she said, yes, I'll go with you. And because she said, yes, we came to church that night. And our lives were forever changed that night. Amen. Our kids' lives were forever changed that night. Amen. God takes us on detours to develop us into the, to the characters, into the things that God wants us to be. Amen. The second thing is God uses detours to prepare us for our future. Did you hear what I said? God uses our detours to prepare us for our future. Amen? Anybody ever been to a pizza place where they make the pizza? Right there, they let you watch, you make, they let you watch them make the pizza? Where you go and you order a pizza and they bring out the dough and they just, they begin to beat it up. And you're like, what are you doing? I, I just need a pizza. Like, put it in the thing. But instead, they're beating the dough and doing all these different things, and then they take it and start flipping it. And then the whole time, you're like, I bet he better not drop it. <laughs> and so you're looking, and, and you're hoping he don't drop it, and, and he's continuing to do all the things and throw it behind his back and do all those different things. And then he take it down, put some flour on it, and, and do all those different things. And then he asks you what toppings you want on it. You put the toppings on it, and... Then he put it in the oven, and then it comes out of that oven, and it looks amazing. Amen? That's what God is trying to do in our life. He take us, and he beat us up a little bit, and then he put the toppings that he want on it, and he put the things on you that he want to have in your life, the things that are going to equip you for the end result. And then you go, and you take that pizza, and you're like, man, that that piece will look too good to eat. <laughs> Says no one ever. <laughs> Amen. But you get that pizza and you begin to eat it and you're like, man, this pizza is amazing. But how many know that pizza had to go through some things to get to where it is? Amen. It had to go through some, some knitting and some beating and some, some not understanding. It even had to go through the fire. Amen. That's what we have sometimes. We got to go through the fire to get to what God has for us. Amen. And that's what God is trying to show us. And when you look at uh, Genesis chapter 37, verse 5 through 7, Joseph unwisely tells his, his brothers again his dream that God had for him. And how many know you can't tell everybody? what God is trying to do in your life. You got to get to that place to where you know who you can confide in, amen? Who you can say, you know what? God is doing something in my life. God is going to move in my life, amen? Because how many know if people not praying for you, they're probably praying against you. And the devil will intervene. But how many know we, we, know, we got to know who God is, amen? Joseph. as you look in verse 5 he had a dream and he told his brothers and they hated him even more 
But listen to what it says in verse 6. It says, and he said to them, please listen. That's all we're trying to get our friends and our family members to do. It's to please listen. Because God is not only doing something in my life, he's doing something in your lives. Amen. And he was trying to share with them the dream that God had placed in his life. Joseph went to Egypt. Joseph went to Egypt. He was not an Egyptian. God equipped him to go through these things. He had to learn the language. He had to learn the culture. He had to learn all these different things about a, a place that he had no idea he was going when God gave him this plan. And God equipped him for a reason. Because his future was the end of that dream. To when his brothers came and bowed down before him. And they didn't have a clue. You can take the verse down. And when God uh, placed him in that area. In Egypt. His brothers was like, man. And he told his brothers, it's me, your brother, Joseph. And all they could do is, the first thing they did was feared him. And they said, wait, are you going to kill us now? Because they thought he was still out for revenge. But how many know when God takes you to something and through something, revenge is the last thing on your mind. Once, he, once those brothers realized that he was no longer about the revenge, they said, man, let us go tell our dad about you. Let, let us, let, let us, let us, we're sorry. We didn't mean for that to happen. The people in our lives are, are going through something right now. We're going through something for them. Maybe someone have hurt you along the way. And you're like, you know what? I'm not going to forgive them. How many know you're not doing anybody any good? But it's that power of saying, you know what? I forgive you. Not only do I forgive you, I'm going to bless you. he blessed them their father came and was able to, to, to die in peace of knowing that his son wasn't dead this whole time because his, their dad thought that he was dead this whole time amen and as we get ready to close and the third thing was as we experience detours sometimes things will get worse before they get better many know those when it gets worse and we trust in God and we put our hands up and we praise him and say Lord it's because of you that I'm going through this thing Lord I don't know what you're doing in this situation but I ask that you be with me 
that you comfort me, that you give me peace in this situation. And God will begin to move in such a way that everyone around you will begin to look to God. You will begin to trust God even more so. Amen. to be able to save his family from the famine that happened that killed a lot of people he was able to once God revealed to him what he was doing Once Joseph seen that that detour that God took him on was for a great purpose. tonight you're going through something and you may not understand why God is doing what he's doing I just want you to know that God has a plan for your life never given your life to him that's the first thing we got to give our lives to him so I want to ask all over this place no looking around left to right front to back all over this place how many have never called on the name of Jesus you say you know what tonight I want to give my life to Christ because I know that there is no other way because Jesus is Lord how many want to give their lives to Christ tonight if that's you just put your hands up and put it right back down all over this place I see your hand I see your hands from his plan I've walked away from what God has for me 
because I went through a hard time. I went through a tough situation. But I want to rededicate my life back to the Lord tonight. If that's you, just lift your hands all over this place. How many all over this place? Amen. I see your hands. tugging on our hearts right now to, to lift your hand up but you're too worried about what someone else is thinking beside you. You're too worried about what may happen next. And the Holy Spirit is telling you maybe this even for people who've been coming to church this whole time. And the Holy Spirit is telling you to rededicate your life back to the Lord tonight. Maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you to, to go forward and, and, and to begin to trust God. But we leave out of this place and we have a car accident we have something that happened and you pass from life to eternal life do you know where you would spend eternity if you can't say with a hundred percent assurity that you would spend eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ I just want you to lift your hand up and put it right back down all over this place. Amen. Let us stand to our feet tonight. raise their hand if you meant that if you meant that you want to rededicate your life that you want to give your life to Christ tonight if you meant that and you raised your hand I just want you to step out of your seat and come down to the altar amen I just want you to come down to the front and as they come just give them a hand tonight amen there were hands that went up church and we say Jesus I want you but if we can't say Jesus I want you inside of a church it's going to be hard to go out into the world where they hate Jesus and say I want to live for Jesus amen we got to get to the place to where we are looking to please him So I just want to give five more seconds, amen, to those that raised their hands tonight. If you raised your hands, just step out of your seat. It doesn't matter how long you've been coming to church, amen. Just step out of your seats, amen, because God is doing something in this place. God is doing something in this place, amen. 
Amen. Five, four, three, two, one. God is going to do something in you guys' life tonight. Listen, the things that you guys have went through, have gone through, he's been watching. He's been walking with you guys. And you're going to make the best decision of your lives tonight. It's going to be the hardest decision as well. Because we got to fight the flesh that's inside of us. Our flesh says, I want to do something bad to somebody or, or whatever the situation may be. But the Holy Spirit saying, trust me, I'll take you through those things. I'll guide you. I'll show you what to do. I'll show you how to live a better life for me. Amen. And so I just want you guys to repeat after me and everybody in this place. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming down from heaven and dying on a cross for me and being buried in a tomb and rising again that third day for me. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, write my name in the Lamb's book of life. And I believe that you are my God. And Lord, help me to live for you every day from this day forward. Jesus, I love you. And in your name, I pray these things. Amen.